Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 11, 111111 of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Mike here with Johnny B over there. Today's topic is kind of like a combo cane. We have reselling health. We're not talking about, you know, top rated seller and IPI scores. We are talking about your physical health. So your health as a reseller. And we're also going to talk about the forgotten types of media that kind of get overlooked in the reselling world. So I think first we're going to get into the health part because that's much more important than the the forgotten types of media. So personally for me, health is a is a big issue, right? It's it's weird because a lot of people kind of overlook it and you just kind of go, go, go. You're always eating on the go, you know, not the best eating habits. You know, most of us don't go to gyms because our work is a lot of work and you kind of worn down to a point where you don't feel like going to a gym after you've been listening on eBay all day or sourcing all day. You kind of think it in your mind that, you know, what you're doing is enough, but a lot of the times it isn't, especially with media where books are not the lightest things to sell. They're probably the heaviest things unless you're selling weights or cement bricks or something like that. So personally, just a little background for me. I'm on the third floor of the penthouse suite here in the apartment. So for the past, you know, since I started this business, all my Amazon stuff has come all the way up to the third floor and all the way back down to the car to get shipped out. And that is a lot of lifting. There's no easy way to do it. Everybody's giving me different options, you know, a dolly or something, but I don't want to drag dollies down the steps. You know, it's one of those things where you have neighbors, you don't want to destroy the carpet in the hallway, anything like that. So I usually carry it down one box at a time. So there was weekends, you know, when I pack my stuff, I'm taking 15, you know, 45 pound boxes down to the car. So it's like uh, 15 times up and down those steps, one box at a time, right? Because listen, I don't care, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you ain't carrying two 45 pound boxes. And I, I just carry them on my shoulder. That's better for me than trying to hold them in front of me because that's when you really get your back. But that's kind of a little insight on, you know, how health was really affecting me. And that was kind of a big thing for uh, getting the storage unit because when I used to do bulk buys, I would bring a lot of that inventory up to even scan it. So I was bringing up thousands and thousands of CDs, DVDs, scanning them up here, taking them all back down. It got to a point where it was just just too much for me. But uh that was kind of my biggest headache when it came to my health. And I still feel it today, right? When, when you pull something in your back, it kind of sticks with you for a while. That's why Deb always tells me, right? Stretch before you do any heavy lifts and make sure you're stretching at least a little bit before you go do this bulk buy. And now I have a little dolly that I got from uh, Home Depot for like 45 bucks. And if I'm ever out doing anything bulk buys and there's heavy boxes, I throw them right on the dolly and just drag it to the car. That's the easiest way. Uh, what do you got going over there? Like your biggest concern with, with health and uh, media? Uh, so my biggest concern with health uh, is my back, man. Because I put, I, I probably, I have like 27 gallon tubs is what I use as my default. And those suckers can range anywhere, depending on what I put in them, between 80 and 150 pounds each. And when you're stacking them for high or higher, it can get to you. Um, so I've hurt my back several times. Um, 
where it set me out for days. I like, nope, I can't, I can't do it. It's hard to even get up and sit down. Um, how I've done that, how I've fixed that a little bit is I have carts like your dolly and stuff where it makes, instead of me manually hauling it, I just have to lift it up slightly, get it on there. Cause they all stack like Legos. I made sure when I got these tubs that it could do that. Um, it's not as hard. And since I stack them sort of high, like the first two, I could just slide on the back of my truck. Um, the other two, I do have to like, kind of like deadlift them on there. But again, these are 80 to 150 pounds of books. Like you said, cement bricks, right? Um, I've done the shoulder thing too. That has helped uh, alleviate back instead of like lifting it up or uh, dragging it. Because dragging it can ruin your whatever container you're doing in it. Um, the, the other thing I've done is uh, I do stretches now, just like you mentioned. That does help uh before and after i've noticed um i've thought about going to the gym more just to strengthen my back muscles up um because the my only workout is lifting and moving books right i'm sure i can get some better exercises in that can prevent pain and i, I don't think we mentioned this but both you and i are in our like mid-30s so we don't heal as fast as we did in our 20s like when I hurt myself, it takes like a month to heal versus a week or a couple of days if I was in my 20s. And I imagine it's only going to get worse as we get into our 40s and 50s, etc. But it's no, um, it's crazy, right? We have a, a lot of old timers in the group. That's what I like to call them, right? The uh, the old grumpy men. They're not really grumpy, but, uh, you know, they're a lot older. They're than grumpy. Us. What are you, are you kidding? They're grumpy. They're a lot older than us. And uh, it, it still sticks with me, right? They say health is the most important thing you have. And they all swear by that. And I think to myself, like, you know, when I get up there to their age, like living on the third floor, 100% is not feasible. There ain't no chance that that's going to happen. So it's like, start taking care of yourself now. So in the future, you know, Maybe you'll be in better shape to maybe lift a little bit more. You're not, you're never going to be able to do, you know, the same amount as you get older. Just, you know, it's not physically possible. Your body just, you're getting older, right? But, you know, it does go to show that it can be done if you're smart about it. And, you know, it might take a little bit more work, more trips, but it's still feasible. And you just got to be smart. Like stretching is such a huge thing. And one thing I do want to bring up that you kind of brought up to me when I, before I got the storage unit is that you have all your things on wheels. Yes. That is so key <clears throat> because I have to, when, when I was doing storage units and still in this warehouse, everything is on wheels that can be on wheels. Um, lugging around that stuff, dragging it around, moving everything off and then moving the, the table or whatever I need moving over to the other side and then reloading it. That got old so quick and I was so tired and it's a waste of time to be honest. So if you put thing, if you make all your stuff mobile, it's a game changer. It really is. Like all my bookcases are on dollies uh, and wheels. Uh, all my tables are on wheels. You can buy table leg things. Most of them you're going to have to do a little modification. And here's a big secret. You just take a little PVC pipe cup thing, screw it into those table wheel things, um, and then you put the legs in them because they have like little indentions in them. Most of them, they just fall right off. They're, they're, it's the most useless thing I've ever seen. But the, the principle sound, yeah. And just drill a little cup on there and put the table leg inside cup and then they won't fall out or wiggle out. There you go. There's your cheat code for making everything mobile. So I guess with that is kind of 
make your setup as you know as not taxing as possibly for you right so you want to have basically you got your stack of stuff you're you're sending out of your listing kind of left to right flow you don't want to be getting up twisting turning people make it a whole whole nine yards of nonsense when you can just have one table everything gets done there <clears throat> left to right or right to left whatever works best for you kind of keep you know your twisting and minimums or like your movements to a minimum and that and listen i know you're sitting here probably saying who gives a crap if you twist in your chair well if you ever twisted the wrong way one time and you just like fall flat on the ground and you're like i can't move for like 20 minutes it's like somebody tased you like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like then you'll understand the importance it's the same thing with your back i remember 20 year olds listening to this may not know what we're talking about but you will you'll do it once and then you'll know forever <laughs> And it, it used to get me a lot at CVS because I would be unloading these trucks by myself. And I remember, you know, when you lift something the wrong way and your back is just done and you literally, I would just lay there on the ground for like 20 minutes in pain, like, please go away, please go away. And I've had it to the point, like you said, where I can't even move for like three days. Like you're just done. If you bend a certain way, you're just like, it's, it's, it's painful. Yeah. I used to, um, I worked at Lowe's in the unloading department. We used to have to unload refrigerators. Remember my first week there, they hired two of us. We were both new. And we're trying to unload these refrigerators in a very stupid way. And this old timer comes. I'm like, nah, man. Um, and here's here's the, here's the tip that's about to come. Use gravity as your friend. So how we unload them is move them to the edge, let it gradually flow, and then we pin it to the back wall of the other boxes and just let it slowly slide down instead of us trying to manually haul these things off. Same can be done with books or bookshelves. Um that's how I unload bookshelves these days. I just move it to the edge, let it slowly tip down, and then just push it up. That's so much easier. So much easier. Uh, another thing, I don't know if we're promoting anything, but I use for my pain reliever, Aleve from Bayer. <laughs> Bayer, please sponsor this video. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I do a huge day of a bulk buy i pop two of those at the end and I, i'm good usually unless I, I have injured myself but that usually gets me through it um another thing is i'm bad about this uh once i got the employee she noticed i was doing things by myself because i'm used to doing things by myself she stopped my ass and like no we're doing this together that's way too heavy for you i'm like okay i guess you're right so knowing when to ask for help which i'm still trying to get used to um, and letting others help you is a good thing. Like if you're at an estate sale, you can ask the head person, hey, this is heavy. Would you mind helping me? I mean, it's different. She's a little old lady, sure. But if, it, if it's a grown man or a decently aged woman, yeah, ask for help. They uh, can help you if they're willing. That's one benefit to getting old, right? When I get old, I'm just going to be like, oh, I can't move this. Can someone help me? And then some young used book guy will be like, yeah, I can load all 25 bookshelves of books to your car for you. And then I'll give them like a $2 tip, right? Because $2 back in my day was a lot of money. So Coupon to the sizzler. <laughs> Coupon to the sizzler. I mean, that's, uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, if, especially, you know, for older people or, you know, people that don't, don't have the strength to, to lift heavy, heavy things. I mean, books, one box of books, you know, just the, the boxes we use 16 by 12 by 12. If you filled that to the top, you probably could get 75 pounds of books in there. And that's a lot of weight. It might not seem like it when it's just sitting in the box, but I try to lift that from the ground up and you're going to be in for a rude awakening. So I think that kind of covers like basically your, your physical health. And now we're going to get into one that's just as important, maybe 
maybe even more important in this game is mental health with reselling. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take this away first. That one's hard. Uh, a lot of this is solo and you can be your worst enemy because of that. Cause you have nobody telling you just keep going, just keep grinding. You're going to get through it. You're going to make it. You have to do that for yourself instead of going in the negative mindset of you had a bad sales day. You're wasting your time. Um, why are you doing this? Self-doubt just starts to creep in and eat at you. And you have to tell that we're recording. So you have to tell that SOB to scram and, 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 and go more with the positive. And that's a hard thing to do. Cause I've had bad days and it's hard to get out of that negative mindset. Once you, once you're there uh, to dig yourself out of that. Cause once you get a good day, that, that whole negativity just goes away like that, but getting from a to B mentally um, is hard. It's a lot easier to give up than continue on. Right. I mean, all you got to do is just stop doing what you're doing and that's it. You're done versus continuing on. You got to, keep doing everything you're doing. That's kind of why, you know, like I preach making everything easy and kind of being carefree about it, right? I don't want this to be something that I hate doing or I'm miserable about doing. I don't want to be like, oh man, I got to go do this today for my reselling business. That's not like, I don't know, that's not the angle for me. I kind of want it to be carefree. I I'm, I still want to make money, right? I'm not just doing this as like a joke. I take it seriously, but I don't want to be like, oh, I had no sales today. Well, you know, it's time, you know, this is the end, right? And it's kind of, and and my experience with, I mean, I have the YouTube channel, right? I started on YouTube, I had no subscribers. Like, I think I, when I started, I had 14 subscribers from like day one and that's like f friends and family or whatever, right? So it's like <laughs> when I'm making videos and you're getting 10 views, five views, right? It's like, it can be discouraging, but you have to look, I guess maybe maybe it's just a mindset thing, right? I'm I'm thinking long term. I'm not thinking short term gains. Thinking, oh, well, what's this going to be in three months, six months, a year? And that's kind of the mindset you have to have. You can't. I don't think reselling is instant gratification. Maybe when you're outsourcing, but the actual work on the back end. I mean, how many items do we list and they sell instantly? It's less than one percent. So there's there's no instant gratification, and I think a lot of human nature kind of is attracted to the instant gratification you know that's why people love the phone apps you know we go out and scan books and you you hit that you hear that green accept sound in your ear and you're like it's like a dopamine hit and you're like whoa let's go like you're riding high but you don't realize everything else that you have to do right oh your prime example of this at least on the ebay end um like two weeks ago I had a $50 sales day. This is terrible, guys. $50 is terrible for me. And the very next day, I had a $490 sales day. And I think we focus on the bad ones a lot more than we do on the positive ones. But if we look at the month as a whole, we're doing okay. And you get you got to trick yourself into knowing and believing that. Um, and when I'm having a bad day, and I, I think I've shared this with you, I have a motivational song and speech playlist that I listen to that gets me a little pumped up and continue to grind, get me through out of that negative mindset. Um, and that only works, I'll let you know, motivational speeches and all that only works if you believe what they're saying. If you don't believe what they're saying, it does nothing for you and it's a waste of your time. So that's what works for me may not work for you. Maybe that is the single benefit to the Facebook Discord groups is that you as a reseller no longer feel alone because you're in this group of people 
But the problem with those is you get sucked down these rabbit holes and then you don't do any work. And then you're just, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're in limbo. And if you're not in the group every day, you're going to be miserable because your business is not doing what you expected to do. But that is a benefit, I would say, you know, you being around other people, kind of like, you know, the, the Discord group we have, you can kind of chime in or throw a sale out there or, you know, you didn't have sales today. And people will kind of pick you up, right? You know, you, if you post something, you'll be like, oh, you know what? It's just today. It's just, you know, the week. Everybody, you know, maybe maybe I'm a little slow too. So it's not a big deal, right? We'll, we'll all get through this together. It's kind of like a team mentality versus if you're not on any of these and you don't, you know, you're not out there with anything else or anybody else, it can be taxing on your mind. Like you can get in the dumps real easily reselling and it happens more often than not. And you just got to kind of look look to the next day, the next week, look at what you're building. You're building a business by yourself, most of us, or maybe it's two of you. And you got to kind of block out all the noise. And, uh, and at least on my end, I'll give personal experience. Reselling, like my family still thinks it's kind of like a joke, right? It's just like, oh yeah, you're, you're a scalper. You're basically ripping people off. It's one of those things like, well, listen, block out the noise. Who cares what anybody says? You know what you got you know, the money you're making. I don't care if, you know, the president shows up today and says, you don't know what you're doing. You ain't got, this ain't no business. Beat it, dude. You don't know what I'm doing. Like, you don't know what I got going on. People from the outside. Pablo Escobar books. Back off, president. People don't understand the work that goes into it, especially for a lot of resellers, because a lot of resellers, uh, especially related to eBay and even Amazon, waste a lot of time and they buy a lot of stuff that shouldn't even waste time listing. So like, you feel like you're working, right? You feel like, hey, I, I did 20 listings today. Well, if it's 20 items nobody wants and you're not priced competitive, competitively or anything like that, it means nothing. It's like you almost wasted your day because these items are never going to sell. Right. I remember when I first started, I was really big into back from burnout. Still a huge fan. Still watch her stuff. And I thought I was going to be a huge success. I'll just do what she did. She does a lot of lots. She does a lot of coffee table books. And guess what? Stuff out here ain't that. So I had to adjust through it. Like, what do I have? What's making me money on what I have? And focus on that. Because I don't have access to what she does. She has beautiful books. Most of mine are acceptable books. That's an eBay term. I think Amazon may have that as well. So I, I had to adjust off that. Okay, what can I sell in the acceptable condition that sells frequently and for less money? And just get more of that and concentrate on that. And that's been my focus. Um I think a lot of people watch the YouTube things, and again, I think we've mentioned this before, try to copy and paste. That doesn't always work, especially in my case. I just gave it for instance of that. Um, so you got to adjust what works for you. And as far as the group goes, no, I, I think it's great. We all we all complain when it's a bad day all around, but we all realize it's just for the day or for the week, and we'll get through it. And I think that group mentality is beneficial now you did mention the negative where you could just sit on discord and chat all day that is the negative no get to work realize okay i'm not the only one because i think we feel that way that we're the only one we're alone when we're not especially if you're in groups like this one um and having somebody there like if i'm having a bad day sometimes i'll message mike like hey mike i'm having a bad day or or warehouse mike i'll message him too and then uh, he pumps me up, and then when he's feeling low, I pump him up, and it's just a kind of like a, a partner, I guess. Um, yeah, so that helps. It does. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, if if you're listening to this, you know, you clearly are half decent with technology to find the YouTube channel or the podcast on one of the platforms that it's on. So 
maybe, you know, look at one of these free Discord groups, uh, something like that, Facebook groups. There's lots, there's tons of them out there. And, you know, you have a crappy day, you say, hey, today sucks. I only got no sales. I did all this work. And there's always going to be somebody like me or Johnny B in these groups that says, hey, who cares? You know, we roll with it. We've all had these kind of days. And then that's kind of your pick me up. When you get in these holes where you think, you know, you're the only person that's having these types of days and your business is not getting the results you wanted to get and you feel like there ain't nowhere else to turn, that's when you get into trouble, right? It's like, oh man, like, oh, is this really going to work? And then you start second guessing and then your effort goes away and then your business goes away basically. So it's like, it's a full circle and you got to kind of just, you know, get get through the tough times and, and look to, you know, what you're building, not not today. Don't, it's good that you did stuff today for your business, but what you're doing and what you're building towards is so much bigger than today, tomorrow, the week, the month. Right. It's on your worst day where you buckle down, you do what you need to, and then you do extra. That's what's going to make you succeed above and beyond your own plans. I guarantee it. You do that side project you've been putting off. Get your mind off of the, the gradual routine. Yeah, do your daily eBay listings if you're an eBay person. Do your daily box if you're an Amazon person or both if you're both. But maybe do that side project to just distract yourself. I, I do that a lot. Like when I'm in negative stuff, I mean, I do the chat stuff too. But if I'm still there, still in the bottom of the ocean and I feel like I'm drowning, I'll 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 pick up a project and get that done. And I feel a whole lot better once it's done because, hey, I did something that was on my personal list for the day. That's now done. And I feel better. Yeah. And like worse comes to worse comment on one of my youtube videos and i will see it and i will respond to it within the day and uh i will i'll give you uh, i got plenty of good jokes that you know i keep a little book here and deb doesn't allow me to tell her because she don't think they're funny but they're funny so all you gotta do is comment and i'll respond and then you'll laugh at my hilarious joke and your day will be saved it's that easy right it's that easy as a pick me up you know i'm always available around the clock so it's it's, it's that simple don't get don't get stuck in the mindset of you're the you're doing this solo there's nobody out there uh, nobody, you know, nobody's on your side. Who cares what other people think? Focus on you and your business, growing it, trying different things, and you will be fine. And I think that that pretty much covers uh, reselling health. You know, don't blow out your back and stay in a positive mindset even when things suck because they're going to suck. They still suck for me some days, but hey, you know, I just, I just know that the sucky days also come with amazing days. Yeah, I can't wait for the day when I have more employees and the only lifting I do is this. You move that. You move that. That's going to be a great day. Dude, you're, you'll never be that guy. I don't know. I won't. I'll always do it myself or try to. But I'll ask for help going forward. I'll sure. wait till all your employees are there one day and you're sitting around pointing fingers. I'm going to come in and say, don't listen to this guy. You don't know what he's doing. Just because oh. he's paying you a few a few cents. It doesn't mean we got it. We're starting a mutiny right now. There's a union. All right, so we are into the, the next part here, the forgotten forms of media to sell. We have, uh, this is a good idea by Johnny B. So we're going to talk a little bit about LPs, albums, cassettes, and audiobooks. I'm going to start with my favorite that I probably would say I know the most about, which is audiobooks. So I've, I've actually gotten this a lot because I don't find them often. I used to find them a lot when I first started is audiobooks to sell on Amazon. Um, if you have least, a store up in your area that's only audiobooks, there used to video be like way, way back. There used to be one of my community aides used to have, I don't know where they were getting them from, but I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of audiobooks. And whenever I went, I mean, I would clean it out. 
and I they stopped carrying them for some reason. But the last time I was out that way, new Goodwill they built. The last box I sent to Amazon that I could send was all brand new audio books I got from this Goodwill, and they were two ninety nine each. And uh, it, they had like a whole DVD rack full of them. If you know, kind of like the the Goodwill DVD racks, they got two sides, two longer sides, and then two like end cap shorter sides. And it was all audio books. And I cleaned up in there. I, I scan them every single time and they sell their, their longer tail items, right? They're not going to sell immediately. And, but a lot of them are good profits, especially if you can find them new, you know, it might be 10 e-score, but you're new. I mean, you're going to get the buy box. It's a new product. And I, I don't come across them as much as I used to. I don't know what you see out in your area, but I used to see them often. And now it's like, I guess most people just buy the, you know, the digital download of them. So maybe they don't produce them as much, but I still scan them and I love selling them. If it's, if it's profitable, I'm going to buy it and send it in. I have one store that has them in town. My issue there, it's like an antique mall because they got the different booths and stuff. And these people have in their heads what they think it's worth and it's not. So like, if I go in that store, like those in particular, like eight, ten dollars each. And I'm like, nah, nah. Yeah, I will tell you the the actual price on the back of the auto audio books is astronomical from what you're gonna get, right? So there was a lot of the ones I scanned where on the back says like this is 12 disc and it's $59.99 brand new. Like that's the MSRP. And it's not going for anywhere close to that. And a lot of the audiobooks, like you said, most of the MSRPs are at least $19.99 minimum. So uh, if it's something like that, people probably think it's worth its weight in gold. So it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things, right? If you have them, it's definitely feasible. I mean, if all you got is audiobooks around you, then 100%, you know, develop a business around that. I would love to just to be an audiobook seller. That sounds like so much fun. Uh, but I, th- I have like no supply for that out here to even consider that. I would love just to add them into my stores for both Amazon and eBay, but I, they're just non-existent around here other than that one store. And that one store is composed of library sales. Because uh, yeah, I see the library marks and stickers even in the book booths and the CD booths. I, I can tell they come from libraries. Um, so yeah, I, I do find audiobooks at libraries, I will say that. But they're usually like... They got a rubber band around them and the discs are all there. It's like, it, yep. I don't think I could sell this beyond eBay. And then it's like, hope it sells. I did make one audiobook mistake, I will admit to here. And it still eats me up to this day. So I went out to that thrift store that had all the audio audiobooks. And I just finished reading the Arnold Schwarzenegger autobiography at the time. And they had it there. And I didn't get it. And I got home and then I looked it up and, you know, he, he narrates it himself. And I, okay. next time I went back, it was gone. And I was to this day, I'm like, I should have got the thing for three bucks. What did I do? But yeah, audiobooks are profitable, longer tail items. So it's one of those things where, Hey, you know, it's going to sit for a little bit, but if you can get them at the right price, not $8, you can get them for, you know, under three bucks. Cause they see all the disc and that's what, Oh, there's 10 discs. So we're going to charge $3 for this or $5. $2 be, smart. <laughs> no. <laughs> be smart about it and uh you can make money on audiobooks and i definitely think people should scan them or if you have an opportunity to maybe both buy a bunch of them at a good price then it, it's definitely worth your time and here's a few tips on that um because i used to just to buy audiobooks in disc form before audible was a thing what makes them really sought after is they're fully dramatized or they have 
like like radio drama stuff, like real sound effects going on, that usually adds to the value, and especially if it's by anything BBC, it's just no way. Um, um, I remember listening to Lord of the Rings, a whole 18 hours Lord of the Rings, but it had a full cast, full sound effects. It was beautiful, way better than the movies. But that's not a high bar, right? But anyway, um, those are good, and, and as well as the people, it's a husband and wife team. They did the Wheel of Time series, but they've done so much more uh, beyond that. I think the Kramers is their last name, if I remember right. So anything by those two is good. Uh, that's about as far as my audiobook knowledge goes. And that's when I was a consumer, not a seller. So just scan them all. Um, yeah. All right. That's audiobooks. Now we're going to get into cassettes because that's my second most knowledgeable thing here. And I don't know much about cassettes, but I have been dabbling in them recently because cassettes at thrift stores they basically give them away at least around me they're a quarter you'll take them please a quarter please. 50 cents something like that so it's definitely something where there is opportunity <laughs> but like anything else you kind of have to have to have a knowledge base with cassettes right audiobooks you can scan the barcodes they all have the isbm barcodes i've rarely come across an audiobook maybe if ever that didn't have a barcode um for the most part though cassettes you're kind of just shooting from the hip it's a knowledge-based thing right some of the later ones like 90s ones some of them do, would have a barcode but most of them do not uh the thing when you're looking for cassettes there's a little pad in there and i learned this from the daily refinement group there is a cassette seller there if it doesn't have a pad unless you have replacement pads in there uh don't buy them because it won't work what Some, pads are you? What pads are you even talking about? I don't remember what they are, but it's like a little cushion pad that's inside the thing. You can unscrew it and put the pad back in there. It, it's what feeds over the tape. Oh, uh, okay. You got the two little things, and it runs. And there's some little like pad there that causes the little tape not to break. So yeah, like some cassettes do have a barcode that's just blocking me out fully. There you um, go. But when you scan it on Scout IQ, you kind of just get like uh, no no results. It, sh it does show that exact thing, but it doesn't show a rank or anything. So it's one of these things where it's just kind of knowledge based. And I've been learning a little bit, not as much because I haven't been going out as much, but like lots will do good on eBay. Um, my cassette focuses on eBay. I'm not doing any cassettes on Amazon. So I've sold cassettes on eBay late this year i you know i walked into that lucky metallica stack with nirvana and everything for a dollar at the thrift store and i just took a gamble on it right because you know most of that old school rock stuff does pretty well nirvana is popular and it, it i made a few hundred bucks off it so now i kind of like when i'm in and i see cassettes because even the salvation army has cassettes for like a quarter or 50 cents so like lot things up you find a bunch of madonna lot it up anything Basically, anything there's a lot of, you can lot up, even if it's not a popular artist. And there's still a market for it. I mean, if you look on eBay, you know, there's, there's cassettes are selling often. They're, they're kind of making a comeback with LPs. A lot of the yeah. old media is making a comeback beside, I mean, I guess VHS is. But VHS is more selective, I think. You know, you got to kind of have certain titles or certain genres. But I think overall, LPs and cassettes are, have kind of made a bigger comeback in the past two years, just overall across the board, you know, even a younger generation, you know, if you go out and you find a cassette player, right. One of the old school Sony cassette players, I, I'm sure you fetch a pretty penny for that on eBay. So it's like, 
cassettes, there's definitely the old money. School boom boxes, they're expensive. They're thousands and thousands of dollars, especially if you got the lights and all that crap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members, along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.